0: the on Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dayon Tolbert. This is Ask Dayon Advice Lunch Hour. Uh, today I want to do somewhat of a uh, uh, follow-up or, or I'll say continuation to last week's show. Uh, if you guys tuned in, I was talking about the uh, Starbucks incident with the two black men that were arrested and, you know, the the fallout from that event, the protests, the boycotts, the Apology from the CEO. The implementation of, um, you know, uh, racial discrimination training throughout some eight thousand uh, Starbucks locations. Uh, you know, them shutting down for for a few hours. And um, you know, I wanted to continue that conversation. There's a lot of talk um, in the in the news about social action. Um, about uh, you know, just you know, Meek Mill specifically uh, was, as you may know, was released and. I want to talk about, not just, I don't want to just talk about Meek Mill today, but I want to talk about him and um, that situation. I mentioned it last week, I mentioned the last few weeks, but I really want to talk about what's going on um, as far as programming. Um, Unfortunately, we are in today's society being programmed to think a certain type of way, to believe certain things that all falls in line with a particular agenda. Um, you know, by the the powers that be, those that control social media, control the government, control, um, you know, all that stuff, social media, you know, just what we see uh, in movies, film, television. And um, so I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about Donald Trump a little bit. Um, I want to talk about uh, Kanye West. And you'll see as I get into it how a lot of this stuff is really, you know, they may seem like different individuals, they may seem like totally different situations, but they're actually very much so tied in to the same thing, all right? Um, and it's funny, I was, just, you know, and I, I look at, it just kind of give you a, you know, a point of reference, you know, I, I uh, every so often on Facebook, I'll go to my memories, you know, there's a section where you can kind of see what was going on, on this day, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, and and it's interesting because a lot of times I'll repost things that, I, that I've said or share certain memories that I have. And if you've written out, I've been looking at it. I don't know if you guys noticed, but this same time last year, right around the time when Starbucks was happening, Meek Mill got out, the exact almost to the day there was that call for, for the boycott of, of Dove Soap. You know, they had that advertisement. And then if you look at it before that, like every year, right around the same time there's something that's flooding social media, that's front-page news, having to do with some form of uh, racial discrimination, some type of race-related issue that we are being programmed to be passionate about, you know? So I want to talk a little bit about that, um, you know? And uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do today. I also want to talk a little bit about, you know, I, and this is nothing big. This is nothing major. But, you know, theres I've been seeing on social media, I've been seeing on different, you know, uh, people say in different conversations, even the barbershop, you know, this whole MJ versus LeBron debate, who's better, who's the best of all time. I mean, look, I don't get into that. I don't get into who's the best. I mean, I grew up watching Michael uh, Michael Jordan. Um, you know, to me, Michael Jordan is the best of all time. Now, that said, just because from from the the leadership, the defense, the offense, the... the uh, just his overall killer mentality. I, th- you know, I think anyone who who's from that era will agree that Michael Jordan is the best of of all time. Um, that said, I think that um, when it's all said and done, LeBron James will have surpassed Michael Jordan and really everybody else in just about every major statistical category. Probably not championships, but if you look at scoring, if you look at you know rebounds. I mean, you, really, if you look at everything. Um, I think he will, you know, be that, you know, have a lot of the number one records uh, in history. But I don't think that – I'll never say he's the best of all time. I don't think anybody who is from that era will will say that. Now, as far as LeBron James goes, you guys have heard me talk about him, you know, in different instances over the years. I'm not a LeBron James fan. I'm not a LeBron James hater either, like a lot of people are. Um, But one of the – so I'm kind of indifferent, you know. uh, And also I will say I do find myself – rooting for lebron uh you know around this time of year because personally don't like haters i can't say like he's one of the more hated on individuals kobe was one of the more hated on individuals and, and i'm not necessarily i, I like kobe uh, i am a fan of kobe bryant but i'm not a fan of lebron james but um i find myself rooting for him just because i don't i want him to shut up the haters people who just don't like him for no other reason other than he's good then he's great then he's been to the finals, you know, nine straight years or something like that. So that's why I find myself rooting him. All that said, okay, I have no problem saying LeBron James is a great player. And I posted about this on Facebook. But for once and for all, can we stop calling him King James? You know, and that's that actually has to do with something much deeper and much more sinister, you know, if you kind of like the same way Jay-Z calls himself Jehovah. Beyonce calls it, you know, I am and Jesus Like, that's kind of right along those same lines, which I don't really feel like uh, elaborating on today. But aside from that, you know, piece of it, um, you know, no grown man should be referring to another grown man as king. Like, and that's, like I said, I'm old school. I'm not into this whole politically correct thing. Like certain things are just feminine. Certain things, in my opinion, are gay. I'm not afraid to say that there are things that men just, you know, should not do, should not say. Uh, you know what I mean? And calling a, a man, like kind of like what Cedric you know what saying I ain't calling you delicious. Like I'm not calling you king. There's only one king, and that's Jesus Christ. Okay, Jesus is my king. Jesus Christ is king. You know what I mean? LeBron James is not king.
1: You know, it's
0: like crazy to see grown men, uh, you know, using these types of words to refer to another grown man. How do you look at yourself in the mirror? How do you feel comfortable as a man calling another man king? I don't, I don't get that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things I just don't get, but I'm not going to go on and on about that. So let's stop that. Hashtag stop that, all right? LeBron James should not be called by a grown man with any testicles king. I don't care who has a problem with that. If you have that on your stat, go delete that. You know what I mean? You should not be on record referring to another man as king. How do you do that? Your wife is your queen. So what's LeBron? If your wife is your queen, you know what I mean? Like what the heck are you calling LeBron king for?
1: That's crazy.
0: But anyway, let me get off that. But, yeah, shout-out to the Sixers. I've said this before. And here's the irony. I'm from Philly. You guys know that. I'm from Philly. Um, I've said many times that the Sixers are going to the finals. Or Excuse me. I've, I, I've had to amend that. And this may be unpopular for people who are from the city. I don't see. I, I love. The, I love the Sixers. They are great. They're having a great year. They have a great team. They will win champions in the future, in championships in the future. I don't really see them winning this year. Ironically and interestingly enough, I believe they're going to lose in the Eastern Conference Finals to LeBron James and the Cavaliers. I know that sounds crazy. It may sound weird, but I, that's just kind of like what I believe um, will happen this year. But I will be rooting for them. That's my that's my team. I'm just being, you know, honest and realistic. Uh, that's That's my prediction. So we'll see what happens. Um, now, speaking of the Sixers, or I shouldn't say speaking of the Sixers, but speaking of basketball, around this time, you know, a few days ago, I see, I go online. I'm not even on social media like that. Like, it's it may seem like it, but I'm really not. Like, when I'm online, I'm doing something. Like, if you see me online, I'm probably, uh, you know, in the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show group discussion, discussing a particular issue. I'm probably on my page posting something or about to post something or, you know what I mean, or sharing something. But as far as just scrolling through my timeline and seeing what's going I really don't do a lot of that. Um, no disrespect to anyone in what you have. I just, you know, if you don't see me liking certain things, I just don't really have time to, to do that or interest to do that, uh, to be honest with you. I saw a lot of people, um, you know, Meek Mill was trending and people were talking about it, you know, all these people were saying the same thing. And so I'm looking, I'm like, what's going on? So evidently Meek Mill was released from from prison. Evidently that is uh breaking news. That is newsworthy. And I'm looking like, yo, like, I I just don't care. I posted a about a few weeks ago. I said, you yeah, know, I really don't care what's going on with Meek Mill. And I said, um a few days ago, I said, nope, I still don't care what's what's going on with, with uh with Meek Mill. Um and and I my question is why do so many people care what's going on with Meek Mill? And, I, and I'm just and I'm okay. So, and I get it. You know, from a uh, like I'm from Philly. A lot of people from my city are passionate about Meek about Meek Mill because let's be honest, he's probably one of the most quote unquote successful. Uh, and I'll tell you why I'm putting that in quotes. Uh, successful artists from. Philadelphia. From the from a rap standpoint, uh, he you know he has talent. He's uh, he's made it mainstream um, in the industry. So if you're into rap music, if you're into entertainment, and you're from Philly, that is exciting. You know to see one of our own people, you know make it. And so from that standpoint, I I get it. You know so you may have followed the situation, followed his arrest, followed his you know probation uh, situation, but. I mean unless you're like a, a fan of Meek and, you know, and you really enjoy his music, um, I, I just don't see why why this is a big deal. You know, why this is newsworthy. I mean you look at so many rappers, you know, whether it's T I, um, you know, Lil Wayne, um, you know, I mean countless I mean who at the end of the day really who hasn't been to jail? What rapper, um, you know, who, who raps about and glorifies gang culture, guns, drugs, violence, uh, the way that he does. Who, which type of rapper in that genre has not been to jail and has not been in and out of jail. Not too many haven't. So from that perspective, it's like, why is this surprising? Why is this a big deal? You know, I mean, if you look at the initial arrest, the, the initial problem that he had with the law, it was for guns and drugs. And that was some 10 years ago. Um, he received, uh, you know, almost 10 years ago he received, uh, Ten years probation, you know, for that. And you know, since then he's had some of, a number of probation violations. Um, whether it's failed drug tests, he he was um, involved in an altercation. You know, it was said that he was breaking it up, and you know, no charges were filed. I believe I, I get the story. I, I'm very familiar with the with the timeline, with the with the facts of it. Um, but you know, popping wheelies, you know. An interesting thing about let me just say this about that too. You know, am I an advocate of just throwing people in jail for, you know, uh, having fun with your friends, doing different things with, with these bikes or whatever like that? Um, not necessarily. However, I don't, if you're from Philly, you probably heard about this. This week, earlier this week, a uh, a guy was riding, a father was riding, not one of the the, the four wheelers, but one of these small illegal bikes. And his, with his son, his six-year-old son was riding it, sitting on his lap or on the back of it or whatever. And this, this, this uh, they were involved in a car accident, and the, the child was killed. You know what I'm saying? Neither was wearing a helmet,
1: you know, riding
0: these illegal bikes. You know, and, and this kid, the, the man broke his leg, um, still in the hospital. The, the child was killed. And so I'm just saying I, I hate those things. I hate those bikes. They're illegal. So my point in all this is, do I have sympathy uh, when I hear about someone like Meek Mill, no, anyone, being prosecuted or, or, you know, having to do time or be inconvenienced in any way or because of these bikes? No, I absolutely do not. They should—they're illegal. They should stay illegal. You know, I was actually riding one of those bikes, ironically, over when I was in Costa Rica. And um, I could have died. You know, I I wasn't really familiar with it. It was my first time on one of them. And, uh, you know, I was over in Costa Rica, and they had these these really, really windy roads. And because I wasn't as familiar with, you know, navigating the turns and things like that, a car was coming. And they they drive crazy over there. So a car was coming, and, you know, it didn't swerve, but I just, you know, I I felt like it was going to swerve. So I swerved, and I basically ended up in a ditch. Uh, fortunately for myself, it was a ditch uh, and, and not a cliff, because if it had been a cliff, then you wouldn't be listening to me right now. So, you know, like I said, these bikes can be dangerous if you know, you're you not familiar with them. You know, at the end of the day, they shouldn't be ridden, especially in uh, residential areas, all right? So, now, like I said, so that my point is I'm not at all – I haven't said anything that – uh. Meek Mill has done that was not a crime that he should not have been punished for, is my point. Uh, In fact, I said online, I said injustices were committed against Meek Mill. And and, and if an injustice was committed, let me know what it was or what it is, because I haven't heard it. Okay? There was no injustice. I mean, people are marching, people are rallying. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm from Philly, and okay? Meek is from Philly. And to me, it's one of the most ridiculous things I've seen from this city. No injustices were committed. I mean, you know, talk, I talked about Starbucks last year. Okay, Starbucks, you know, you heard my views on that. I've heard my views on a lot, all of these situations, Trayvon Martin, uh, Tamir, right? You've heard how I feel about all of those situations. Um, there was no injustice here. Okay, Meek Mill got stuck with a very hard judge, um, a very, uh, I'll I'll even go as far as to say uncompassionate judge, um, you know what I'm saying, who had an ax to grind against him. Absolutely. Did she have, you know, she probably, I don't know what was going on. but They had some type of thing going on between them where she just had it out for him. What people need to understand, though, is that is not an injustice. If you find yourself in the legal system, okay, and you have an opportunity, like, first of all, what you got to realize is if, if you're in the system, like, for example, let me you to, to put you like this. They say, all right, you can get five to ten years. That's the, that's the sentence. So I'm going to sentence you to five to ten years. That means your sentence is ten years. You know what I mean? That's what your sentence really is. The five part of it means you have an option to get out after five years. That's not a guarantee. That just means that's a minimum, the minimum you could do. But you have the opportunity to do ten years. That's your sentence. So if you get out or have an opportunity to be paroled after five years or four years or six years, whatever it is, you need to count your blessing. That's a blessing that you are, like, ahead of the curve. That's not a guarantee. If you don't get out after five years, that is not an injustice. That is the system. See, the system is not made for us. The system is not made to make us, you know, happy or to make things easy for us. It's there to destroy us. And a lot of that you can thank the Clintons for. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of these policies and regulations that were passed, you know, in the mid-'80s and things like that, early-'90s, a lot of that was to you know, oppress us as blacks, specifically as black men. So there is no injustice. That's why I'm like wondering, like, what is all this protest for? You know what I'm saying? Now they're saying, well, he could have, you know, he was, he got out. He was first of all, he shouldn't. They're he shouldn't have got ten years probation. He, yeah, that was excessive. Okay. Well, he he now he's he violated these. The, he had the failed drug test, the different altercation, the you know, all this other stuff. So now he has to go back to jail for two to four years. That's an injustice. That's, oh, no, that wasn't right. No, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what happens when you violate. You were given a second chance, and you, you know what I'm saying, you chose to not be on your P's and Q's. You were looking for a break, and you didn't get it. We as black men are not obligated, you know, or I shouldn't say we're not entitled to get breaks. I'm not entirely getting any breaks. Well, so if I go out right now and I do something stupid and the cops harass me and they pull me over, I'm not gonna cry like, Oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying? They they did yo, I need y'all to boycott for me, I need y'all to rally for me, this and that. Key words there, if I did something stupid. Right? Is you see know what I'm saying? It's like I did something stupid. If we as without again, you know every, now at all these cases. There are wrongful convictions. There, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, you know, wrong place, wrong time, mistaken identity. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we know committed a crime and we don't necessarily believe the punishment fits that crime. That's not, what, that's not for us to do. The key is, hey, if you don't, just don't, don't give them a reason to put you in jail to begin with. That's what I was taught growing up. You know, and we need to have more uh, parents who are teaching that lesson, not how to navigate through the system once you get arrested. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, let's not get arrested. Let's not even put ourselves into these situations. Let's not be a drug dealer. Let's not carry illegal guns. You know what I'm saying? Let's not get pulled over, doing, you know, with, with guns and drugs in the car. You know, yeah, okay, fine. Ten years, that may be an excessive penalty for guns and drugs, but guess what? You had guns and drugs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I'm just a different type of person. You know what I'm saying? We we get passionate about the wrong things. You know, let's really focus on teaching these kids to stay in school, to not uh, do drugs, to not carry illegal guns. You know, there's a mandatory minimum of five years for illegal guns, and I can't tell you how many people I know personally who carry illegal guns. You know, it's crazy. Not and then not even people I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I I know that they carry guns. It is the culture. Uh, one in a, a very large part of the black community, and I, like I say I'm in the gun community. I, I know. I was just at the gun range. I'll tell you a story about that. I was there last weekend. Um, I just recently bought a gun, another gun and I talk to people who, who are gun enthusiasts. I talk to people who are not gun enthusiasts but carry guns, you know, and you know, the reality is it it's the culture is, you know, hey, you've gotta protect yourself if you get into an altercation, you pop the person with the with the with the dirty gun, toss it. Even if you have your don't use your real gun, don't use your legal gun. You know what I'm saying? Use the other gun and throw it away, throw it down the sewer you know, and, and just keep it moving, going about your life. That is the culture, you know, here in Philly, you know, specifically, I mean, specifically here in Philly, but then really just all over, you know. And if you guys are from the hood, you're from the streets, you're familiar with the streets, you know that. And so we, and I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking it. It is what it is, the whole no snitching thing. You know, the reality is the it's like it's like the wire. It's like the Sopranos. It's like, these mob movies. It's like you know the game, but when you get caught by the game, or you know, caught up in the game, you deal with the consequence. You don't complain about it. You don't. You don't. Oh my gosh! And you know, let's rally. You know, let's hold a, a, a sit-in for me. Oh gosh, I got arrested. I I know what I'm doing. I know the deal. I I chose to do it, but I need y'all. Let's create some hashtags. I'm like, come on. Old school, you didn't see that stuff back in the day. You didn't see John Gotti talking about, oh, you know, let's create a hashtag free free Gotti. Like, come on, I, I mean, stop it. It is what it is. You do the crime, you, you do the time. You know, I mean I don't see what has changed. We we as black folk have become so victimized. You know what I'm saying? Everything's an injustice. And that's why you're seeing an increase in crime, that's why You know, the gang culture is what it is because, like, a lot of people feel like they're untouchable.
1: If
2: anything
0: happens, we'll just call Al Sharpton. We'll just call Jesse Jackson and show up. We'll call whatever that dude is that shows up every time there's an injustice, The Trayvon's uh, lawyer. I forget his name. Let's just call him. He'll, you know, represent me. It's like, come on. How How about let's take some responsibility? All right? Like I said earlier, no injustices. Were committed against Meek Mill. Right? The the lady got a stick up her ass. I don't know what her issue was, you know what I mean. But she had it out for him. That is not an injustice. In fact, if you if you want to be honest, you know, if I if I'm really going to be honest with you, I think we we the system itself. I mean, we're seeing you know, we need criminal justice reform. And, I mean, and, and we do. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that we don't. There are certain aspects of the criminal justice system that are absolutely unfair and racist. I mean, you look at the privatization of, of these jails and the back office deals that are you know, selling criminals to the prisons. I mean, I get it. I I know all I know everything that goes on out here. I see it all. And I'm not saying that's obviously a problem. However, all that being said, in my opinion, the system needs to be tougher on crime. In fact, a lot i talk I'm talking about Donald Trump. A lot of things that were uh, that I liked I, you know, like I said, I like certain things that Trump talks about. I don't, I don't like other things he talks about um, as well as others, you know. Uh, but one thing that he does say that I absolutely agree with is, is, is the being tougher on crime, uh, you know, let's get some federal assistance, federal, um, you know, policing of, of the inner cities, you know, to, to decrease these, you know, uh, the crime rates and getting guns and, and criminals off the street. I absolutely agree with that. I feel like Obama, the whole Obama administration was way, way, way too too lenient on crime and, you know, with hearing people saying, you know, this and that about the system. I said let's make it tougher. It's way too easy to buy guns. It's way too uh, lenient to, to if you get caught with guns and drugs, you know, these guys are getting out on probation and different things like that. Criminal, I see, let me just tell you something you know, it's very and a lot of people they're not familiar with the streets, they're not familiar with the hood. So it's very easy to be, become desensitized and almost oblivious to what's going on out here when you don't see it. You got your nice house out in the suburbs, your kids go to private schools, you know what I'm saying? You don't you're not around the streets. You're not around the crime every day to see it affect you. Um and so that makes it a little bit easier to become desensitized to the criminality of it all. It's easy to get caught up in the social media hype of, oh, we're victims or the system is out to get us and this and that. You won't really have that mentality when you see these criminals in your face every single day. Now, is that saying, oh, all, all, you know, everyone's a criminal? I mean, obviously not. Of course not. But, again, there are, is an abundance I mean, when I say in abundance, there is an abundance of drug dealers walking the streets, okay? There is an abundance of illegal guns and drugs on the streets. There's an abundance of, of burglaries and stick-ups uh, and just random senseless killing. There's an abundance of gang violence, whether it's initiations, you know, turf wars, there's an abundance of these things. You know, our community, specifically the African American community, is literally like a war. It is a war zone. It is reminiscent of the Wild Wild West, the OK Corral. It's it's more deadly than that. Back in the day, we just say you know what I mean. Like that's how bad it is um, now. Like today, you know, in Philadelphia, in Camden, in L.A., um, you know, Compton, Detroit, you know, all over. It's worse now than it's ever been, okay? So from, from my perspective, we don't need to become, become more lenient on crime. We need to become tougher on crime. I mean, and I don't know. Maybe that's – I mean, I'm sure that's unpopular, um, but, you know what I mean? Like, it's common sense. Like, I'm not saying anything that is uh, preposterous. There's an abundance of crime, so common sense would say – Let's become tougher on crime, not more lenient. I, mean, I don't know. Like I said, that just that seems like common sense to me. Okay, whether it's immigration reform, we need to be tougher. I absolutely support Donald Trump immigration reform and border control and border security. We need to be tougher in that area. We need to be tougher with gun violations. We need to be more tougher on, or excuse me, tougher on parole uh people who are granted parole for violent crimes you know hell even non-violent crimes that are involved guns or drugs or other forms of weaponry that's become tougher say whoa that's targeting black folks listen i don't care who it targets you feel what i'm saying i don't care who it targets as long as it targets the criminals the highest percentage of criminals, if that's white folk, let's target them. If that's Hispanics, let's target them. If that's black folk, let's target them. I, uh, let's target the criminals, period. Now, you let Donald Trump say a quarter of the things I'm saying right now, he's racist. You let any white person say anything that I say now or probably things I say every single day, then they're racist. But because this is the realest show in the history of talk radio, it's just, that's just what it is. It's just me being real tougher on crime, stop complaining, and get these guns off the street, get the criminals off the street, you know, and make our communities safer. This is common sense legislation, you know, but because, and the, the irony is that it's only viewed as racist. It's only viewed as, you know, a problem because we all know who it, where, where the highest percentage is of violent crimes comes from it's at the end of the day it's not chinese it's not you know uh whites i mean it's not we can we can act like it is we can act like you know play the devil's advocate and you know act like oh you know what about the white folk but at the the end of the day we all know the deal you know i mean we know who's who's pulling these triggers who's letting these shots off it's black folk it's black men killing other black men that is the percentage that is the highest percentage of violent crimes
1: you know we are
0: getting shot more than uh any other race we are doing the shooting more than any other race and as a result we're being incarcerated at more than any other race but it's so funny that's when we talk about uh, you know uh, the criminal justice reform we're only talking oh you know we're sending all these African Americans to jail at disproportionate rates. Okay, yeah, we are. They are, but it's like, you know, who? Where is the crime coming from? Where's the highest percentage of crime coming from? And I study these numbers. You, you not that's what I'm saying. I'm not one of those people that that doesn't have a brain that just kind of goes along with social media rhetoric and the following the narrative that everywhere. I'm not. I'm like, I don't do that. I don't care about making friends. I don't care. I'm not a I'm not afraid of my social media followers or social media. back I could care less about any of that. There are people who are afraid to say things on social media because it's unpopular, because they're not going to get likes. Y'all, y'all know me. Y'all really think I care about likes or what people think. And I think once we get out of that mentality of not caring what people think and start looking at what's actually going on, you know, for, I mean, for example, like Meek Mill, okay, oh, my, he's being, I've literally seen this. I've literally seen people comparing Meek Mill to Nelson Mandela. I, I swear, you oh my God, I see memes, you know, putting Nelson Mandela being released with, next to Meek Mill being released and popping up at the Sixers game. I'm like, are you out of your freaking minds? Like, are you crazy? You know what I'm saying? M- Nelson Mandela was, was in prison for years and years and years, Meek Mill was in jail for five months. And, and now he's, like, some type of hero. Some type, I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, Meek Mill was in prison for actual crimes. What was Nelson Mandela's crime? You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference. People are acting like Meek Mill is innocent. People are acting like Meek Mill didn't do anything wrong, and he was just, like, this victim. Like, what do you mean he had guns and drugs? That's what, that's what the, the initial imprisonment was for. The whole parole thing, that's just an extension of the original crime. You can't ignore the actual crime and get caught up in, oh, he should be let out on parole. You're, listen, parole is a privilege. Y'all know that, right? Parole is not a guarantee. You don't. parole is up to a judge in many cases. Parole is up to a, a uh, panel of people to decide within the, the the system to decide you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day that is a that is a privilege there is no obligation to be let out on parole or to be let out you know on bail or you know what i'm saying different situations so in my opinion the system needs to be tougher on crime we we as people need to stop making excuses you know we should not be comparing what he went through to anyone, any any civil rights activist, certainly not Malcolm X or Martin Luther King or, you know, Ma, uh, Marcus Garvey or, I mean, anyone, Paul Robeson, none of these people. I mean, actual civil rights activists, you know, should not even be in the same sentence uh, as this situation with, with Meek Mill. It's ridiculous. I mean, let me just ask you all a question real quick. Have y'all, like, are, see, I've, I'm from Philadelphia, so I've been familiar with Meek Mill long, 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 long before Rosé Red and Madonna, like, all that, like, these commercial hits, like, when he got discovered by, by T.I. and then ultimately signed with MMG, Rick Ross, and, like, I knew about Meek Mill and was listening to Meek Mill music probably five to ten years prior to that. And most people from Philly have, if you're into hip-hop and, you were very familiar with Meek Mill way before, um, you know, his commercial success. And what y'all got to realize is there are certain people, first of all, unfortunately we live in a, a, an entertainment industry where you're, you're not going to be commercially successful. You're not rapping about guns and drugs and getting glorifying gang culture, like you're not you're not gonna do that. Uh, you're not gonna be picked up. You're not gonna be heard on the radio. You're not like I mean, just turn on your radio. Turn on your radio now, like turn on your your hip hop radio and you know what I'm saying. Your radio station, your urban network. You know the people that you hear from a rap standpoint are are the little Uzi verge, You know you got your Drake but he's more of like a a crossover rap guy. But as far as like just the straight hip-hop guys, they're all glorifying the guns, the drugs, the gang life, uh, you know, popping mollies, you know, just smoking loud, you know, lean, you know, all that stuff. That's what they're flooding the urban community with as far as entertainment. So my point is if you're not, if you're someone who's not glorifying that culture or even a sex culture or you know, a woman who's talking about promiscuity and you know being bisexual, you're not going to be you know commercially successful. And I was listening to some of Cardi B's music, and it was interesting because, and and all her like I got you like I got your chick on Molly, this and that. I, I take your chick, and I'm listening. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Like, what's really going on? Like, everyone's talking about oh, you know, um, uh, uh, Bodak Yellow, but, this and that. but if you really listen to what she's talking about, a lot of it is it's the message behind it. It's the glorification of prostitution. It's the glorification of a bisexual uh, you know, state of mind and you know what I'm saying, bisexual behavior. I got your chick. Like girl, what do you mean you got your chick? That's stuff you share a man talking about. You you're a woman talking about you got another someone else's chick. On Molly, like, really think about that. These young girls are – making. Uh, Cardi B is the, the biggest thing out here right now as far as entertainment. And so you have millions and millions of people listening to this message, the prostitution, F them now, get some money, I got your chick on this, like that bisexual culture, homosexual culture, pro, uh, promiscuous culture, you know what I'm saying? And that's the real reason why she's winning Grammy? well, she didn't win any Grammys, but winning Billboard Music Awards and winning all these other awards and getting all this these certifications because it's the message that's being projected forth. Meek Mill is no different. We would not even be talking about Meek Mill if he made music like Common. You see how that works? The only reason people are even still talking about Common is because he came and his music, the music side of things, is he came out with that song with John Legend that ties into this whole race-baiting thing that you know that's on the soundtrack for Selma. You know what I'm saying? They look for opportunities to push an agenda, whether it's the race-baiting agenda, whether it's the bisexuality agenda, whether it's the homosexual agenda, whether it's the gang culture agenda. If you fit into a particular genre that coincides with what the message that they are trying to push, then you'll be successful. I mean, it's very simple. And look at all these new up-and-coming quote-unquote rappers, you know, that future, you know, it's, they're they're pushed. They're talking about drugs. It's the same poisoning of our people that back in the day they had to do. Now we don't really have to do it, or excuse me, they don't have to do it. All we have to, all they have to do is sit back and allow us to do it to ourselves. And so that's really what's going on. Meek Mill has been He's been in that. He was really one of the first. The first from Philly to really, you know, cross over and get that widespread appeal who was rapping about that hood, uh, the hood dynamic, you know, and that's what the appeal is. You can't name anyone from Philly, uh, you know, aside from someone like Beanie Siegel who, who really raps about the hood like that, not on a large national level. That's the reason why he's in the position that he's in. While we're even talking about Meek Mill, it's because of what he raps about. If he came out rapping about positivity and stop the violence and put the guns down, put the drugs down, and you know, just you know, positive music, you know, I mean, don't don't even forget, like a, God, a Christian rapper, something like that, we wouldn't even be talking about Meek Mill and how long he's been in jail. But because he pushes a particular agenda, you know what I'm saying? That's why we're talking about him. That's why he's even in the news. And if you look at these these weirdos out here, you know, these people, these broadcasters, these newscasters, these social commentary people, they you can tell they've been bought off and paid off and programmed to hype certain things up. They're like, oh, my gosh, Meek Mill is out. He's out. Like these people probably a week ago didn't even know who Meek Mill was because they were told and programmed to push this story, get hype about this, get excited. They're like, oh, yeah, Meek Mill is out oh, hold on, first of all, you know darn well your 50, 60-year-old ass has no idea who Meek Mill is, but you're just programmed to act like you're excited about it. I mean, that's that's how this, you don't know what I'm talking about right now. You don't know how society works. You don't know how media works. You don't know how entertainment works. That's how it works. They are fed, you know, spoons, and I'm in the. and that's why I know all about. I went to school for this. They feed these news stories to you. They are programming you how to think. They are programming you how to react. They are programming you how to feel, you know what I'm saying, about particular people, about particular, uh, I mean, really, people. Just think about it. Just think about it. Clear your mind right now. Clear your mind totally. I'm going to my point. Just totally clear your mind. Think about a sunny pasture somewhere. Just clear your mind. I'm going to say two words, and watch Watch. Watch the emotions that come to two different people, and you're going to have two totally different reactions immediately, I guarantee you. Clear your mind completely right now. Watch this. Donald Trump automatically go to a place of anger. You automatically go to a place of negativity. Am I right? There's not one positive thought that came into your mind when I said Donald Trump. Watch this. Barack Obama. Everyone just, you know what I mean? You immediately... Brighten, your day brightened up, your mind brightened up. Oh, Barack Obama, oh, it's, it's just great. You know, I, I can't click on anyone's page. Sometimes I go, to your, I go to your page, you might make a comment, or I just click on your page for whatever reason. I scroll through the profile pictures. I, it's impossible for me to scroll through anyone's page, it seems like, without seeing a picture of Barack Obama in their, in their profile pictures. Why on earth would Barack Obama and Michelle Obama be in your profile? I'm just, it's amazing. You know, I mean, it's that there's a there's a certain programming that's happening, and people don't even realize it. A lot of you don't even have your own kids in there, the Obamas. Okay, Here's one more, Beyonce. Oh, every you know, automatic positivity, right? All right. Watch this, Kanye West. Oh, now it's you see how that works. Now there are people out here. Watch this, who really at the end of the day have no idea, you know, what's going on with Donald Trump, like, legislation-wise, right?
1: There are people out here
0: who feel some type of way about Donald Trump but can't name not one policy he has put in place since he's been in office. There are people out here who can't name one Beyonce song. Interestingly enough, you can't even name, like, what her last single was. You can't name the name of her tour. You have no idea which, you know, why she's even in the news. There's some people who have no idea what's going on with Kanye West right now. They have no idea what his new album is called, the fact that he's been away for months, including making a new album, having all these, like you don't follow it to know that. But when you say the name Kanye West, you automatically think crazy. You automatically think Trump. You automatically think weirdo. Why is that? You don't know anything that Barack Obama had going on. Really, not really. You don't know the policies he had. You don't know what his foreign policy was like. You don't know what he did or didn't do for, you know, domestically. Most people, A lot of people have no idea whatsoever, but they'll, they'll argue you down if you say he's not the best president in the history of this country. Why? Think, I mean, really think about that. For those of you who are intelligent, those of you who actually have brains, think. Like, why is that? If, you have, if you're totally disconnected from what's going on with someone... Right? How? Why would you feel automatically a certain emotion when you have no idea what's even going on with them? Barack Obama might have just killed somebody. Donald Trump might have just saved the homeless person from getting hit by the tree. But yet, you, the, the the emotions are automatically programmed to be negative, no matter what they do. Ladies and gentlemen, is not a coincidence. That is how people and specifically the black community is being brainwashed and and, and spoon fed information to to push a particular agenda. So back and shout out shout out to people on uh I can't really look right now, but shout out to I see people listening on uh on, on, on Facebook Live, shout out to you guys, shout out to people in the Friends of the Day on Show group, uh shout out to people on iTunes listening, tuning in all over the world. Uh, Shout out to you guys, And the ratings are up. Real quick, let me just—I'm not a big ratings guy, but a lot of people. I mean, thousands of people have been listening in from all over, and I really appreciate it. Since more people, I'm talking about since I've switched uh, specifically to Thursdays at noon. So that's what it is from now on. Thursdays at 12 o'clock, you know. And people have been saying, you know, it's better to have a little bit more consistency, just kind of like every week set, set time. So that's what it is. I appreciate it. You know, shout out to you guys. Now, now, like I said, back to Meek Mill though. So he 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 is released, and it's like, oh my gosh, let's have a parade for Meek Mill. Let's do this and that for Meek Mill. He he is helicoptered uh, off to the Sixers game to watch them close out the, uh, the uh, what's the name, the Miami Heat. It's like this big thing, and even the announcers are like, oh yeah, Meek Mill. Like, think about that. Why if you're if you're a, a basketball analyst right now you're not this is a nationally televised game now you're not like a local you know analyst this isn't like a local uh, broadcast this is a nationally televised game you're a nationally a national anchor or you know or, or analyst you're not really going to care about what's going on with Meek Mill unless that was programmed into you y'all know that right you know what I mean? that's how they go this was made in art and manufactured to be news. That's why certain things go viral. I know there are people sitting in a back room uh, that control who goes viral, what goes viral, and, you know what I'm saying, like, it's it's all programmed. I don't know if you all watch Homeland, but check out this season and even last season of Homeland. They do a really good job of showing the gov- how the government tied into social media and how and even and even probably the best show that does that, that really shows that is uh is House of Cards. And it's really unfortunate, you know, everything that's happened with Kevin Spacey with this whole Me Too thing because House of Cards was arguably the best show of all time. Um arguably the the, the realest show of all time. And it's you know, it's kinda of, a lot of it has been taken away from uh, from the show because of all this outside stuff, um, you know, that we're seeing with, with Kevin Spacey. But so, yeah, so Meek Mill is, you know, he's a celebrity. He's, he's you know, flown off to the game, and it's this big deal. Now, I, like I said, I honestly don't care about Meek Mill. I'm not a Meek Mill fan. I never met Meek Mill. Um, it's not a big deal. However, like I told you, I, watch well, I This It's going to blow your minds. i followed his music for over the years. And this was years, and I've talked about this before on the show. But um, if you, you look at some of his music and you look at some of the lyrics, a lot of lyrics, I mean, forget the guns, the drugs, the glorification of you know murder and that whole gang culture. Forget all of that because that's, you know, it's filled with that. But aside from that, one lyric will always stand out to me, and it really epitomizes what we see from a lot of these celebrities in the entertainment industry. This is a, a direct quote, and I'm not going to say this is a direct quote, but it's absolutely a quote from one of his mixtapes, uh, but it may I'm I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't have the exact wording, but this is absolutely uh, very close to what was actually said. He said, there's a quote in there that it should really make you think if you understand how the industry is structured. He says, uh, where is that? Uh, basically, they asked me would I sell my soul for a Maserati, told them nah. They said, "How about a hundred mil?" And I said, "Probably." Now that's a, like I said, that's a direct quote from one of his mixtapes. And if you and if you if you understand how the industry works, you know what I mean. You got y'all know, like I, I talk about this stuff and have, have talked about it over the years. But if you understand how the industry really works, that quote makes a hundred percent sense to you. You know, you don't get. Famous, you don't get successful in the industry without selling your soul. Like that's, you know, that's common. That should be for everyone at this point in 2018. That should be common knowledge. To be commercially successful in this industry in this entertainment world, you absolutely will uh, sacrifice your soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? You will sacrifice your morals, your values. You might even sacrifice some family members. But that's a whole other conversation, Alright? But you know what I'm saying? So that, to me, I can't support that. People out here riding from Meek Mill, wow, you know, Meek Mill, this and that. It's like, nah, I can't support anything that you stand for. And I'm darn sure not going to rally and boycott and get all worked up over someone that is not putting forth any positivity. Now, now let me say this, because I'm not a hater. Let me just say this. There, Not just Meek Mill, there are a lot of celebrities that, oh, Beyonce is one of them. Jay Z is another one that absolutely represents negativity. Okay, the vast majority of their music, what they overall, what they stand for, their whole catalog, the majority of it is not positive. However, there are many celebrities that give back to the community. There are many celebrities that are also that excuse me, also uh, philanthropists. Uh, they are also active in their communities as far as like French Montana, you know, built a hospital over in uh, South Africa, I believe. Uh,
1: You know, I mean, you know,
0: Meek Mill gives away turkeys every year at Thanksgiving and, you know, all types of stuff. So that is not, and and many other things. I'm from Philly. So I see a lot of good things that Meek Mill does. None of that should go unnoticed. None of that should uh, not be, because it should, and it is positive. But when you, you, you know, but at the end of the day, if you listen to a Meek Mill album, okay? You know, I don't care who you are or what your views are, how I mean whatever they are. There's no way you can listen to a Meek Mill album and and at the end of that album be like, "Wow, that was positive and uplifting for our community." You you can't I mean, just one lyric in particular. You know, don't take no offense, but you my bitch. Like like forget the guns and drugs, like just from a woman's standpoint. How do you how do you get away with that? How do you say that to a woman? How do you as a man, yo, don't take no offense, but you my bitch? How do you do that? How how what part of respect is that? What kind of message does that send to these young men in, in regards to how to talk to and communicate with young women? Take don't take no offense, but you my bitch. You know what I'm saying? I was going to pat. what is that song? I was going to pass you off to my friend, but then I, I, I fell in love with you. Like, it's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like craziness. And, so, and a lot of people are listening now. Like most people listening even now to this conversation. Y'all you are know, like, whoa, I never heard that line. Whoa, I didn't know that he said that. That's crazy. Yeah, or well, that's not even the half of it. You know what I mean? Imagine the, the vast majority of people who are passionate about Meek Mill and other topics other artists, imagine if they actually knew the things that these artists rap about and sing about. Like nobody can tell me or tell you more about Beyonce's music and the, uh, the horrible effect on young black women that it's had than me. You know what I'm mean? saying? I study this stuff. The vast majority of Beyonce fans don't even know what she sings about. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, all these people, you know, their lyrics are crazy. Right, I mean, it's, there's and a lot of it isn't even the songs that you hear on the radio. A lot of it is just the stuff that's on the album. A lot of it's on the on the radio, but some of the stuff is hidden in the album. Now, now, one of the last things that I'll say about uh, Meek Mill because I don't want to talk about him all day um, is, and I said this online. I said, but please don't talk to me about free hashtag free Meek if you were never passionate or even cared about. Free Mumia. And like, you know, a lot of people say, who, who, what? Like, what do you mean, Mumia? The heck is that? Now, Mumia M- Abu Jamal. If you guys are unfamiliar, many people. I'm not. No, I'm not trying to talk down to anybody. But I'm just saying a lot of people really don't know who Mumia is. Um, you know, he is someone who was in pr- is. He's in prison, and he was imprisoned many years ago for what many think was a crime he did not commit. Um, there was a lot of uh, legal uh, and, and, and criminal impropriety, um, you know, injustices associated with his arrest, his treatment, the trial, the evidence. There's a lot of, you know, not to go into, into it, but there's a lot of stuff in that situation that just doesn't add up. And there's a lot. It's a very racial uh, situation, and so, you know, the, it's it's funny. It's not funny at all. But it's interesting that, you know, all these people who are passionate about Meek you know, Mill, who, who make no mistake about it, actually is a criminal, right? I mean, that's not even a question. He is a criminal. But people are, are more passionate about actual, defending actual criminals than they are someone like Mumia Abu-Jamal, who probably isn't even a criminal, who actually is a victim. A racial impropriety. Okay, and and so it's like, if you like, if you're on Facebook and you know you're someone who's who's hashtag free meek and don't let you be from Philly. You know what I mean? Please don't let you be from Philly and have never been passionate about Mumia. Like you don't don't I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear free meek if you've never been passionate about free Mumia. There's no. Listen, there's no possible justification for that. You know what I'm saying? None whatsoever. Absolutely none. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. You, have, you should never even fix your fingers to type free meek if you've never typed free mumia, period. Like, that. just end the discussion there. Don't say nothing to me, like, at all. There's no possible reason why you should be passionate about Meek Mill but not care about Lumia abu Jamal and if you and shame on you and I don't care what part of the country you're shame on you if you have no idea who I'm talking about, you know what I mean, and if you don't just google it because that that's shame on you seriously so that's that's it that's all I really had to say about meek uh as if that wasn't enough, but you know people have been pushing and pushing and pushing I've touched on it like, no no I want to hear it for now what do you think about this? Fine, I'll talk about Meek Mill. I don't, I, didn't, I told y'all last week, I didn't even want to talk. I don't care about Meek Mill. But people, y'all wanted me to talk about him, so I said, all right, fine, I'll talk about him. Y'all wanted me to do a cover, I mean, a, a flyer for him. Okay, fine, I'll do a show on him. Dang, it's like fine. All right. I went now, moving, switching topics. I I'm not going to be, I, I just want to talk, for. I really wanted to wrap it up around 1 o'clock today, to be honest. I, didn't plan on even, I wasn't even going to do a live show today, to be honest with you. But I was like, you know what, let me just. Talk for a little bit, but I said online i said i 'm far from a liberal, and y'all know that about it. I'm there's not a liberal bone in my body um, i said i'm far from liberal, but uh, yesterday I bought a new firearm, and I said this you know, last I said this on Sunday, me and my man some friends went to the gun range on on last Saturday, and uh, I said the, I bought a gun, a new gun, and the entire process Took less than ten minutes, you know. And I said that we need a better process, all
1: right? And
0: and I, I that's I agree with it. Like I'm not, you know, one of these people that's like, oh, you know, let's ban all AR-15s. I mean, I have an AR-15. So I'm not i I'm gonna say, you know, let's ban AR-15s. And if you go to a gun shop, like, listen, like I went to a gun shop. Uh, we went to the range, and we stopped at the gun shop, and I wasn't even going to buy a gun, but like the gun, like I was there like Saturday at like twelve o'clock. And the shop was packed. It was mostly white folk and, you know, a couple of black people in there, you know, buying rifles and ammunition and, and, you know, pistols and different types of exotic, sexy guns. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff that's that's cool, that looks cool, getting caught up in the, you know, the, uh, what do you call it, like the uh, impulse buying. That's what I got caught up in, you know, impulse buying. You see something I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to have it. And my point is is that, okay, to be a gun enthusiast, okay? We live in a society that, you know, like I said, there is an agenda at work. Please don't think that all of this is just, oh, you know, we want, you know, to make our streets safer. We want to, you know, eliminate these school shootings. Listen, listen, I mean, you know, I'm not stupid. No disrespect, I'm not saying people are stupid, but I'm just saying I'm not stupid. I'm not a stupid person. I'm not someone who believes that uh, legislation um, will stop school shootings. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I'm not the, the same way. Legislation that they're calling for is not going to stop school shootings. It darn sure isn't going to stop the, the the crazy, crazy, crazy amount of crimes and shootings in the hood. Like, people talk about gun violence, it's amazing. People talk about gun violence, like. It's, little, it's, you know, pimply-faced white kids shooting up the hood. There might be, and that's, not, like I said, I said, I did a show on gun violence, you know, a few weeks ago, a whole special. But you might have a, a school shooting once every six months, once every, you know, several months. And, and like I said, that's not, you know, that's once every couple months too many. But there's shootings every single day. They're quote unquote mass shootings every single day. If you shoot up a block, if you do a drive by and you might and two people are shot, you know, and 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 a whole uh row of houses is shot up, guess what? That's a mass shooting. I don't care what you want to call it, you know, that's 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 like a mass shooting. So how and that these are illegal automatic weapons Illegal handguns, AR—I don't care, AR-15s, whatever, whatever kind of gun—they're shooting up the hoods. So please tell me how banning and, and and stopping a room, a store full of people, old white guys, you know, who are filled, who are in this gun shop, old white guys, middle-aged white guys, how is telling those guys, hey, you cannot purchase these guns that you want to go sit in your basement you know, and just show your friends and maybe take to the range every once in a while. How is me impeding your Second Amendment rights going to stop any type of shootings, whether it's these white kids shooting up these schools, whether it's these niggas shooting up the hood? How is that going to stop that? It's not. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So we really got to, I mean, yes, like I said, the process, I believe, is too, uh, too lenient, like literally. I was like, I, so I was, let me tell you what happened. So I'm in there. I see this gun. I'm not going, well, it doesn't matter. It was a 22 caliber pistol, um, and uh, I, it was. It has a very unique look to it. And I was like, wow, you know, I don't, I don't have anything like this in my collection. You know, I was like, why is it, this, this thing? is crashed over my homie. He's like, yo, that thing is crazy. Like, I'm like, oh, so I got to get it. Like, it was just a very impulse, impulsive vibe. And um, so I, I, I was like, yo, yep, I, I want to get this one. I was like, cool, let me see it, looked at it, checked it out. Yep, I'm gonna get this. He's like, Cool, come on down and fill out the paperwork. I'm like, Cool. So he's like, All right, just uh fill out this top part. Now he's like here watching, he's like fill out this, fill this this format. It was like a three page document. He's like, Here, fill this out. I'm like, Cool. So out I'm like, so you need this bottom part? No, nah, don't worry, nah, don't worry about that. I got that. Just just fill out the top part. The top part the top part was like half of the it was like the top half of the application. And he was like, "Yeah, just sign it back. You're good. Just sign it back." I was like, "So, so don't fill out the rest of this." You, nah, don't worry about that. I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, okay, like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Is that easy?" You know what I'm saying? He's like, "All right, cool. I'll be right back with your approving them." I'm like, "Cool." You know what I mean? He comes back. He's, you know, he pays. Like, oh, I go get you a nice fresh cut. It would have been even faster. Let me go get you a nice uh, untouched because the one I wanted was in the display case. So uh, he was like, "No, I go get you a brand new one out the box in the back. Be right back." By that time, your approval you should come. Up. Dude came back like two, three minutes later. Grand new gun out, fresh out the box. He's uh, like, "Oh yeah, you're good to go. Just come on down to the register. You can make your, uh, you know, make your payment. Get you out of here, in and out. When I say less than ten minutes, I'm talking about like seven minutes total. So that's, a, I mean, you know, like I said, from a, a gun enthusiast standpoint, it's great to be able to be in and out, but from maybe a psycho standpoint, from a killer standpoint, maybe a straw purchaser standpoint, which is where, how a lot of these illegal guns are getting on the street. Now, that's a problem. You know, if I have a, you know, I mean, in my opinion, I told you all this before, I think we should have a, uh, you know, some type of a uh, waiting period. I mean, you know, there would be tons and tons and tons and millions of dollars of lost revenue, I'm sure, as a result of that. But I don't think if you have a bad day, you should be able to just go in and buy a gun. Ten minutes later, go shoot up, you know, get a gun, buy the ammunition. And watch this. See, like, for me, I knew the gun I bought, it, it looks so cool. I got home. I ordered a, uh, a little, if you're a gun enthusiast, I
2: ordered the,
1: it has a light, it
0: had a rail on it, like a, a rail that you can add things, customize it. So I ordered the uh, the light, you know, it kind of shines and illuminates the room at, at time. so that's on the bottom of it. Uh, I ordered the like the some pearl, nice pearl grips for the uh you know, my homies have probably already seen the pictures, I'm excited about it. You know, it has all types of customizations. It's a beautiful weapon. And um but because I knew like why I wanted it, I didn't even buy the I didn't even buy any bullets for it. You see what I'm saying? Like and I don't that's my right. Some people say, Well, why what do you need that for? What the heck? Why did I at ten years old, why did I need basketball cards? Why do people need uh, video games? Why do you need anything? Why do you need the newest, latest iPhone? Like, it's not a, you don't need it. It's just 2018. You want certain things that you want. You want to be able to enjoy life. You work hard. You know, I got friends that connect, uh, collect Jordans and things like that. Why do you need a million pairs of sneakers? You don't. You just want them, and that's fine. You work hard. You should be able to enjoy yourself. So, guns, to me, guns are the same way. It's a a right, you know, you're not a criminal. Why can't you? I have guns I've never even shot before. I just like them because they look cool. They're great to add to the question. I also have swords. I have knives. I have, uh, you know, all types of things that just I like to have for myself. You know, I don't ask, you know, uh, anyone. I don't ask women, why do you have, you know, all these Louis Vuitton bags? Why do you need all these pockets? Why do you have a million pairs of shoes? It's the same type of thing. Yo, know, why do you need, you know, you know nobody asks uh, Jay Leno, hey, why do you have 30 cars? That's just what he's into, okay? But, yes, yeah, so I agree that we need to have a, a better process in place for screening, you know, who who's dangerous and who's not. I'm not dangerous unless you threaten me or my family, my children. But aside from that, I'm not, you know, I'm not dangerous. I have no intention of using these guns outside of the, the shooting range. You know, but, you know, unfortunately, everyone's not as level headed and cool headed as myself. Now, lastly, I wanted to shout out to, let me see what's going on here. Shout out to people. I see some of y'all on Facebook chatting away. Shout out to you guys. Um, Kanye West. Kanye West is currently being clowned and, and made fun of and, um, you know, uh, talked about for supporting. You know, Priyanka tweeted saying he supports Donald Trump. Now, I find that interesting. I said, I, I said, I guess that all Black folks, if you're Black, if your skin is a certain color, you have to think a certain type of way. Now, let me tell y'all something. This is interesting. It's interesting how, how how things come full circle. I remember being at a. Uh, I was with a young woman, and uh, I think we were, I was on a date with her or something like that or something, and. Either George Bush, uh, one the, of the George the Bushes was was in office, and they were saying somebody was saying like it was a black guy. He was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm voting for George Bush, and I was like, okay, that's I was like, wow. That was at that time it was as shocking to hear that as you know someone black saying they support Donald Trump would be, and I was like, wow, like you know why? And he was just like, nah. Well, first of all, I'm in the military. He was like, so I just don't believe that this is the time from a military standpoint to, uh, to change. I think it was, no, it was W. Bush, and it was right when he was about to run for office, um, whoever the heck he was running against. But there, that was the issue for him was we, he didn't feel like that was the right time, especially with 9-11 and all that, to change presidents, you know, to change the leader leadership in the military. From a national security standpoint, and you know, and I was like, wow, I, I hadn't thought of it that way. He's like, yeah, so I'm voting for uh, George Bush. I was like, wow, that's interesting to hear. And you know, now you know, whether I agree with that at that time or not, that's that always stuck with me because we have to understand many things. One of those things is that, first of all, one all black people are not the same. All black people do not have to think alike. I mean, y'all know that, right? But because we have been conditioned and programmed to to hate, like I told you earlier, to hate certain people, to feel certain emotions when certain names are mentioned, that's a programming thing, which
1: which they're
0: 100% happy with. That's what they want, because it divides the people. Y'all know the country? You ever heard of something called divide and conquer? I mean, does that mean anything to anyone, divide and conquer? The government is here, in case you didn't know, to conquer and oppress its people. That's never been a question. Obamacare is nothing but an opportunity to further the control of the government. Before you could control how you got health care, now you are being forced to have health care, and many people a specific type of health care. That is, no matter how it's being marketed, that is a form of government control. You know, the government now profits from your health care decisions That wasn't the case before But now it is You know and so Well at least I don't know what's going on with this legislation uh, Now but that's what Obamacare Did it gave the power to The government you know Instead of you you people are, Were penalized for um, Choosing not To have health care You know what I'm saying you didn't want it or Couldn't afford it You were, you're, you're now Penalized for that And the government, where where does all that money go? Where do you think that money went? Right back into the pockets of the people who put Obama in office. And I'm saying that's all, that's the the favors that were being paid back for Obama receiving more campaign contributions than any candidate, presidential candidate, in the history of this country. That's called payback. All that money just gets ciphered and filtered straight back to where it came from originally. But aside from that, you know, it. I don't agree with this, but in my opinion, you know, Kanye West tweeted, he said he he uh, considers Donald Trump a friend. He said that uh, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me love him. And now, it's, you know, if y'all really listen to a lot of Kanye West, a lot of stuff that he said and most people agree with this, especially people in hip hop. But he says a lot of crazy things. He does a lot of crazy things. But if you really listen to some of his interviews, when he's not all high and acting crazy, but really just listen to a lot of things that he says about the government, about the industry, about how, you know, slavery, talks a lot about new slaves. You know, I mean, that's really a lot of that is what's going really going on. A lot of the same stuff I've been saying for many years. um, He says the mob can't make me love him, or can, excuse me, can't make me not love him. And that's – and I really want people to hear it. If you don't want to listen, hear from Kanye West, li- listen to it when I say it, because it's absolutely true. And it's like what I said earlier, the mob, meaning the people who really run this country. If you think politicians run this country, if you think Donald Trump runs this country – You absolutely – if you think Obama ran the country, you absolutely have no idea how politics work. You have no idea how the world works. It's the mob. And I'm not talking about some Italian guys, fat Italian guys sitting around, you know, in some basement somewhere looking like Tony Soprano. I'm not talking about that type of mob. I'm talking about, you know, the mob, meaning like a group of powerful individuals that basically do what they want when they want. They create legislation and they make it seem like it's coming from politicians. That's the mob. It's the mob that controls the media. It's the mob that controls the government. It's the mob that controls social media. And it's like this whole thing, you know, it's this whole thing, this system, this machine that controls everything that we see and do. And so he said, he said, he basically said, the mob can't make me not like him. That's what they do. You know, look, I mean, just think about it. How many celebrities will come out and say, hey, look, I don't support gay marriage? How many celebrities, you know, who will actually come out and be like, hey, you know, yeah, I voted for Donald Trump. How many celebrities will tell you, you know, like, you ever notice that? Like, how many news broadcasters, people would Access Hollywood, People, in extra, you know, Beyonce, Jay Z, whoever, like, none of them will ever. You will never hear anyone say they don't support gay marriage in the entertainment industry. Y'all know that, right? If you, if, I mean, think about it. Name me one celebrity that will that has said I don't. I'm a Christian, and I don't support gay marriage. Name one celebrity that you've ever heard say that. I'll wait. It's a, you don't. There, there are none. You can't, because you would not be a celebrity. You cannot be a celebrity and be on record, uh, not, you know, not supporting. First of all, you can't be on record taking a stand for Jesus Christ because in order to be a celebrity, you have to sacrifice your morals, your values, your love for God because of the agenda that, they, you know, that you're required to push for them. That's why you see them when you turn on these interviews. That's why you turn your TV. You see them throwing up certain hand signs within the first 30 seconds, the first minute. Uh, you, know, you see what they're doing. You see these signs that they're indicating, hey, I support this. Hey, I'm controlled by it. this. Is, yes, I'm down with the cost. And if, you just don't, if you don't see it by now, you're like you're, you're blind. You should have the bifocals that I wore when I was a, a little kid because you can't see. Newscasters, CNN, everyone is throwing up the same signs, hand symbols, gestures. It's all to indicate, hey, I'm down with the, with the program. It's obvious if you, I mean, in 2018, if you don't see it, you're never going to see it. You don't want to see it. You just shouldn't even be listening right now. Okay. But he says the mob can't make me not like him. Now that's not to say that his, his reasons for liking him, that, you know, him are uh, valid or, you know, whatever, but that's whatever they are. That's his prerogative. That's his choice. We live in a society, a country that is built upon uh, freedom of speech, political freedom, religious freedom. You do not have to all believe the same thing. Your skin color does not mean that you have to be a liberal, be a Democrat. You, I mean, y'all know that, right? You don't. You. It's okay. Guess what? And I'm not to say something earth shattering. I'm going to say something mind-blowing. Everyone that a Repo- – every person that's a Republican or every person that voted for Donald Trump or even every person that voted for George Bush, guess what, is not a racist. Y'all, y'all do realize that, right? You have to realize that millions and millions and millions of black people voted for Donald Trump you realize that millions and millions and millions of Hispanics voted for Donald Trump. I was not one of them, (laughs) contrary to popular belief. However, millions and millions of black folk and Hispanics voted for Donald Trump, and that's okay. You guys understand that it's possible to support or to, it's possible to support someone. It's possible to vote for someone in a, Fraudulent and corrupt political system And not necessarily Agree with everything that they stand for You realize that right you know, for, If you think that Hillary Clinton is not a racist If you think Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton Did not conspire To put forth absolutely blatant and racist uh, you know, Laws and policies in place To oppress black men and And, and further the agenda of oppressing black people You don't understand. You're crazy. You don't understand how that works. So 90% of these politicians, Democrats, people say, I've heard all types of people saying, well, you know, this is totally false. They say, well, Donald Trump was endorsed by the KKK, and he didn't uh, denounce the KKK. I mean, I sat there and watched him do it many times. But aside from that, what do you think happened when Hillary Clinton ran against uh, Barack Obama? Y'all realize that at the, the, the KKK absolutely endorsed Hillary Clinton, but did the media focus on that? No, of course not. I sat there and watched, I forget who it was at the time, but many different KKK uh, representatives and people in KKK leadership saying, we absolutely support Hillary Clinton against this, this nigger Obama. This I man, I saw it all the time. They didn't broadcast it on the on the news or anything like that, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. That's what I'm saying. They pick and choose what they want to show y'all. How many times did you hear the whole super predator uh, soundbite when when Hillary Clinton was running against Donald Trump? Not a lot, right? Guess what? <laughs> but listen, that and I'm just going to be honest with you. And I'm, like I said, I don't subscribe to this whole, you know, uh, political uh, circus. It's all BS. It's all fake. That's why I don't even get into it. But aside from that, the, the super – Hillary Clinton's super predator comment, and specifically in regards to black men, was was ten times worse than anything Donald Trump has ever said or done. Okay? There is no, no – and I've seen – just about every Donald Trump speech, uh, from during the campaign, all that Mexico stuff—it's all fake. It's all fake, and I'm and I'm just being honest with y'all. Like I'm as honest as y'all would, would you know would, would imagine and, and could be. You understand that? But there was nothing that was that was said that was like, "Oh my gosh, you're absolutely a racist." This whole thing, I'm sure people will disagree, but if you really think and you really use your minds and you sit back and you're honest with yourself and you're like, wow, hmm, okay, Donald Trump's a racist. That's the narrative. But if you, and I'm not saying he's not, but I'm saying is if you use your minds and you actually sit back and think and ask yourself, hmm, what specifically did Donald Trump say about black folk? What specifically did Donald Trump say about Hispanics? that would be classified as racist, or even things that myself, I haven't said on many occasions myself. If you really think about it, and, ask, and you're honest with yourself, you're not. there's really nothing. But what you have is a lot of the media, the, the, the CNN, the NBC, the social media backlash. That's where the whole race piece of it has been introduced. There's a reason why Donald Trump was in WWE with millions of fans cheering him, there's a reason why he's on The Apprentice and all t- and been, been around forever and and not ever a word of of race because it's it it fit That was the narrative that fit into the agenda for pushing the Clinton machine forward. If you understand how that works, they will lie, they will cheat, they will steal, just like they did in Haiti
1: to to
0: get what they want. And if that means you know stabbing your best friend in the back, you know, because in case you didn't know, the Clintons and the Trumps go way, way, way back. A lot of people don't know their history, but the Clintons, and I mean, you know, the pictures out, there's all types of things. They they go way back. You know, the, you know, when Donald Trump was in business buying political favors from the Clintons and people just like the Clintons to push his businesses forward, you know, that, that stuff goes way back. So, you know, Everyone who knows what's up knows this process is fake. You know, it's not hard to see. It's not hard to understand. But, unless you, but it is hard to understand if you are allowing yourself to be brainwashed by the media. Kanye West is just someone who said, look, I don't subscribe to that. That's why he's been labeled as crazy. Kanye West isn't crazy. He seeks out attention. He does things outside of the norm. Outside of the industry standards for what the you know the mold says celebrities are supposed to be like, you know not you know follow going off the grid, saying things that you know what I mean are controversial. He doesn't subscribe to that. That's why he's lit, uh, labeled as crazy. The same way Dave Chappelle was labeled as crazy. Same way uh, Dmx is labeled as. Crazy. I mean it's so Cat Williams. When you start, I'm sure people think I'm crazy. I mean that's the craziest thing. But when you start talking about things that go outside of the norm, go outside of what's politically correct, you're labeled as crazy or you're labeled a, quote, unquote, conspiracy theorist, right? And it's like, what? what is a conspiracy? You know, a conspiracy theory is basically anything that's not cosigned by CNN. And if you think about it, what what really defines a conspiracy? Oh, if it's not if, if if uh, what's the uh Lester Holmes isn't talking about it at six o'clock or six thirty every night, then it's a conspiracy, you know like what? Oh, if I say it's a conspiracy, but you know if Lester Holmes says it or, or Matt Lauer says it, now you know it's truth. Well, we we see how truthful Matt Lauer was, right? We see how truthful uh, Brian Williams was, right? But if they said it back before they hit, you know, went through what they went through. Oh my gosh, they said it, so it must be true. Now where are they at? If uh, Billy Bush says something, oh, it's true. Now he's not even on TV. You know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. And he's a Bush. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't even know Billy Bush is related to the Bushes. So this stuff is all they take care of their. Oh no, you want a job here in in quote unquote news or entertainment? Oh, here you go. What's the chick, uh, what's the, um, the the Jenna Bush? She's now she's on she's on uh, in what NBC on uh, what's that? Good uh, Good Morning America, or The Today Show, whatever the heck it is. Oh yeah, you can. We'll just put all these these people, you know, in these positions of power, positions of influence, and it's all designed to influence and manipulate the masses you know Donald Trump says I mean excuse me Kanye West says I'm not going to you know I'm not going to allow myself to be brainwashed he, and this is something you won't hear from any celebrity and certainly not any black celebrity you might not even hear from any black person outside of myself he said oh and I quote Obama was in office for 8 years and nothing in Chicago changed well how about that that for some truth I mean, think, I mean, really think about that. And I'm not here to bash Obama. That's not what this show is about. But, I mean, where is the, the justification for that? How do you explain that? If you are the first black president of the United States and you are in office for eight years and you're from Chicago and you run on a platform of change, meaning I'm going to change the system, I'm going to change our surroundings, I'm going to, Help our community You know and you're elevated to this position Of power and influence You know almost made an idol
1: You
0: know based on Change But you don't even change your own neighborhood In fact Arguably it's gotten worse That I mean, I mean here's And this is going to really blow your mind There's a serious problem When Donald Trump Is more passionate about cleaning up the streets of Chicago than freaking Obama is. I mean, think about it. When Trump said, look, I don't know what's going on in Chicago, but things are horrible there, I'm setting it in the feds. I'm setting in the National Guard, the federal, you know what I'm saying, federal uh, assistance and a police presence from a, a national level. You know, if we got to put them on every corner and create a police state in, in Chicago to clean up the streets, he said, then, damn it, that's what we're going to do. I respect that. I don't care how people feel about it, I respect that. Now, whether or not that's a sound bite, whether or not that's actually gonna happen, that's neither here nor there. But the fact that we have a white man who's classified as a racist being more passionate about cleaning up the, the streets of inner city Chicago than the first black president of the United States, that's crazy. You know what I mean? I don't care how you slice it, that's crazy. And it's a fact. That's not even it's not even debatable. That's not even a question, you know? So well, this is, to, to finish the quote, he says, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. He said that we're both dragon energy. He's my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with anything or everything that anyone does. That's what makes us individuals, and we have the right to independent thought. Uh, Donald Trump tweeted out, Thank you, Kanye. Very cool. Uh, he tre- he also tweeted out MAGA, Make America Great Again, which is in response to the hat that Kanye West was wearing when he, you know, made these statements. Now it's also interesting that Chance, the rapper, who's also very popular, you know, made a statement some time ago saying that, you know, all black folk don't have to be Democrats, you know, and if you really know and understand the the history of this country and, and what uh, historically Democrats stood for in regards to, you know, uh, trying to prevent the freeing of slaves and moving that whole process forward, you know, I think that it will be a lot less Black Democrats. But aside from that, uh, I, it's unfortunate that, and you know, Kanye West said he also tweeted out there. He said, "My wife just called me, and she wants me to make this clear to everyone." that I don't agree with everything that Trump does. I don't agree with a hundred percent what anyone does, but myself. And, and I, I don't, I don't believe and it. Said it has to be like that. It said that you have to put out a certain disclosure or disclaimer, you know, like I don't do it. I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not an Obama supporter. I'm not a supporter of this corrupt and fraudulent political process. You know what I'm saying? That said, uh, if I, if I see something that Obama does that's great, I'll speak on it. If I see something that Donald Trump does that's great or that I agree with, then I'll speak on it. And that's what everyone should do. If, I've said, I said during the election, if you agree with everything that a particular politician does or you disagree with everything a, a particular politician does, then that tells me you don't need to be discussing politics. You know what I mean you don't, and that you I mean it's just you're, you can't be that biased and, and expect to have an intelligent conversation if you if you love Obama and you can't name one you know horrible thing that he's done, then you don't know politics and, and the same thing with George Bush, same thing with trump. if you can't name or aren't willing to name any positive things that Donald Trump has done, you know like for example, one in particular. Is uh, he just passed a a, a, a law? Or I, I know they're investigating or about to pass a, a law that or a policy put a policy in place that says uh, that disabled veterans are going to have 100% of their student loans forgiven. That was one of the things that he ran on uh, during the campaign, which I respect. That you know, like for me, vet, you know, veterans' rights and taking care of our veterans is is absolutely um, something that this country and past administrations have struggled with and ignored, um, and so I think that any any steps that are taken to take better take care of our veterans, people that fought for and ultimately many died for this country, um, if we are taking care of them and we're taking care of their families, that is absolutely positive, you know, and should be supported, you know, but yet you won't hear anybody talking about that. You got, I mean, there are people, that's the crazy thing, you have people, black folk, who will be directly affected by that new legislation, and and they you will you won't hear them even acknowledge it. You won't even hear them. Some people just got their taxes back, and them taxes are a lot higher than what they were because of this new healthcare, uh, this new uh, tax bill. And you don't hear people talking about that. I mean, you know, y'all you know what I'm talking about. I know people who have gotten literally a few thousand dollars more than they would have gotten. You know, and they're still on it, bashing and bashing. And I'm not saying you shouldn't bash. I'm not saying you shouldn't express your opinion, but at least give credit where credit is due. Don't sit there and be like, like I know back in the day, when it, in the midst of when everybody was bashing the bushes, um, it, they put that, that stimulus uh, package together. I, I, know, I don't know what at that time, I didn't know what was going on, but I opened my mail one day and I got a $700 check. And it was from the federal government, and it's for that stimulus. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going. To, I'm not going to not be thankful for that. You know, and some people out here they're just not keeping it honest. They're not keeping it real. So one, of, and I one of the last things I'll say is, uh, if you look at social media, right? You look at social media, and there's certain things that you have to do or certain views you have to have in order to be social social media uh, successful. You know what I'm saying? If you want likes, if you want to go viral, if you want to be cool, if you want to be popular, you have to name, you have to feel certain things about particular people. And I'll tell you what a few of those things are. You absolutely have to like, support, and never say anything negative about the Obamas, right? You have to think Michelle Obama is the most beautiful human being to ever grace the earth. You have to think Barack, uh, Barack Obama is the most intelligent and successful and best black person you ever met or haven't met, right? You have to absolutely hate Donald Trump and anyone that supports him. If you want to be socially media, social media successful, you have to, you can't not, be a member of the Beehive. You absolutely have to support Beyonce and anyone that she supports. You have to love Jay-Z's music. You got to buy tickets. Whether you buy tickets or not, you can't say anything negative about the On The Run tour. You got to be a Beyonce supporter. I mean, think of it. You ever notice these celebrities? You ever notice these, these news, even your local news people, when they when they talk about Beyonce, they like, oh, they have to act like they're so excited. Have you ever met anyone or seen anyone on the local news or national news or any celebrity anywhere that said anything negative about Beyonce? I mean, really, just think about that. This stuff is not like, oh, yeah, everyone just likes Beyonce. No, no, no. It's programmed. You cannot not like Beyonce and be successful. You can't. That's, I mean, that's just crazy. You've got to hate Fox News. You might not necessarily have to love CNN or NBC, but you absolutely, if you're black, have to hate Fox News, which is crazy to me. It's funny. And lastly, and there are many, 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 many more, but these are just the top five. You absolutely, unquestionably, have to support homosexuality. If you, in any way, shape, or form, I don't care if it's religion, I don't care if it's your own personal views, whatever the case is, okay, politics, um, whatever you want to do, entertainment, or if you just want to be cool on social media, you better not, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you got to bring the hood out, but You but you bet not support homosexuality, excuse me, not support homosexuality. You know, if you see Laverne Cox and you don't like what she's talking about or you don't, you know, act like she's the best thing in the world, this whole transgender foolishness, you know what I mean, you absolutely will not be cool or liked or popular on social media. Your post will get zero thumbs up because of people who actually may agree with you but will be afraid to publicly co-sign you. You better not say nothing about uh, negative about magic Johnson's son looking like a a, a fruit loop uh, who else I mean anybody Ellen you have to be politically correct if not you will be viewed as which is the stupidest term I've ever heard in my life I mean really it is as homophobic ever heard in my life it's like you know, you are you are afraid of homosexuals. It's not a, that a phobia is a fear. So if you're homophobic, they're implying that you are afraid. You have views that are shaped by fear regarding homosexuals, and I, I find that to be uh, uh, you know amazing and, and and ridiculous at the same time. You know, and, and those of you who know me know I'm not afraid of homosexuals. Um, I don't even have a problem with homosexuals per se. I just, as a Christian, I, I understand what homosexuality represents in the, uh, you know, the, the satanic agenda that is being shoved down our throat. Say, so, well, you know, what do you mean by that? How, you know, how is homosexuality? Satanic. I mean people can love who they want. How is it well well I answer that question? It's if you if you look at Satan, right? I mean if we're talking about the devil, Satan himself is is an adversary of God. I mean, that's common sense, right? Good versus evil. If God is good, what's Satan? Satan is obviously evil, right? So if if God speaks in great detail all throughout the Bible regarding homosexuality, homosexuals, and how they are viewed by God. You know, obviously God calls it an abomination. He's not for it. If he's against something, if God is against it, guess who's for it? Satan. So if we have people who are saying they're pushing this, Agenda down our throats, down the throats of the masses, and and we've established that God is not for it, but Satan is for it. Homosexuality, by definition, becomes a satanic agenda, right? I mean, if we if we're if you're following, if we're just lining things up, it's not hard to follow. But if you just say, oh, homosexuality is satanic, people look at you like you're crazy. But when you really break it down from a biblical standpoint, if it's not God, it's not godly. What do you want to call it? Satanly? You know what I mean? Like, it's not godly. I mean, the proper term would be satanic. And that's it's okay to say that. I want to make it cool to be a Christian again. Donald Trump says, "Make America great again." I, I want to say, "Let's make America Christian again. Let's just make it Christian. You know, let's let's make it cool. And it, it doesn't have to be a whole big thing, but let's just, you know, in your social media uh, network, let's make it cool. I try my best. You know, I try to post Bible verses and you know different things, but you know, do what you can to to make it so that. It's not as uncool to post about God. It's not as uncool to take a stand on issues that God obviously is not pleased with. It doesn't matter what your friends say. It doesn't matter how many likes something gets. Likes, likes, Facebook, first of all, Facebook wasn't even around that long. It's really been around less than 10 years. Okay? It's cause, like I said, I've come up on 10 years married. So soon. So, you know, Facebook was not around 10 years ago. So it should not be a type, a type of thing where, you know, you live your life based on likes. If, it didn't matter, if likes didn't matter 10 years ago, 12, 15 years ago, why, is, why are they so important now? And maybe I just haven't caught up to the times. Maybe I'm just a little different. I just don't care about certain people your facebook friends unless y'all have a some type of setup on your and let me know if you do cuz i need to know how to capitalize but if y'all have some type of setup where you get paid for likes let me know like, you know what i mean cuz that's when i'll start caring like if y'all if money starts trickling into my bank account based on how many likes something gets i'm all for it. that y'all might not i might not be israel you know what i mean <laughs> i'm messing with y'all but seriously let me know if y'all have that hookup but aside from that, these likes really don't matter or shouldn't matter, and certainly shouldn't matter, and be put ahead of that number one like that one thumb up from God that says, "Well, hey, you have my approval on this." You know, so just understand whether this one last thing I mean, whether it's the news, commercials, social commentary social media, celebrities, branding, marketing, it, it's, you know, just understand, you know, that you're being programmed. There's an agenda to program. Um, you know, in fact, somebody, uh, this is funny, I was responding to a post on on Facebook, and the post was about Kanye West. And this isn't the first time, but this is a, it's an interesting uh, situation. Because this actually happens on a regular basis. People will say, well, well, you're well, you're a Trump supporter, so I don't, I wouldn't expect you to this and that. Or you're a Trump because you're like, right, well, how, how do you support Trump? I'm like, whoa, where did you get that from? Now, you guys listening in today, anyone who knows me, anyone who listens to the show, you you know how I feel politically. The whole system is is BS. It's not about Trump or Clinton or Obama. The system itself is controlled by the billionaires, the quote unquote mob. So what happens politically really is irrelevant. It's all a show. It's all a circus. And because I understand that, I can I can become desensitized to all this. Oh, Donald Trump did this. Donald Trump did that. I'm not. He's not the one calling the shots. You know what I mean? The same thing that's going on now is the same thing that was going on uh, five years ago, six years ago, and the same thing that'll be going on six or seven years from now. So that that should tell you. Donald Trump really is just a, a, a pawn, the same way George Bush was, the same way Obama definitely was, you know, and, and just kind of, that's how it goes. All right, guys, so I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. If you guys forgot, understand that I'm still working diligently on my new novel, my, excuse me, my new book, Redefining Greatness, The Virtuous Woman's Guide to Love. Um, I got a special show for you all coming out uh, next week, next Thursday. Um, I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, If you guys missed my special from a few weeks ago on Why Men Cheat, they'll listen to that show at a crazy, crazy rate. It's one of my most download, uh, downloaded shows ever. So if you missed that show, download it, check it out. Uh, be careful. I, I talked about Cardi B's song, uh, Be Careful, where she's talking about men and why they do the things they do. Um, but check out you know, Why Men Cheat. And, um, you know, follow me on social media at Tolbert. Facebook, Instagram, Uh, I don't do the whole Snapchat, I'm not into that, you know, weird faces and things like that, I'm cool on Snapchat, but follow me on Facebook, add yourself to the Friends of the Daylon Tolbert Show group, and um, I will see y'all next week.